now we're live there we go how's that for a segue folks tucson climate chats podcast very special edition the return of luis perales i've had that title floating around in my spreadsheet uh for a very long time now it won't be the last time luis is on this show but we're going to keep it loose and open today folks we just hosted our very first webinar for the tucson climate project and we're going to do some processing live on the air right now. Luis, welcome back aboard. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I know it's been a while, Nick, uh, since I came on the chat. I know it was like episode one, right? Yeah, I mean, way August back when. 2020. <laughs> yeah, that was, it's been a while. I know we, we touch base weekly, folks. So then just everybody out there, for, you know, transparency. Nick and I are always uh, chatting, connecting, even in between. There'll, there'll be times where it's just like, I'm just going to give him a call and all of a sudden, go off on a three-hour rant of whatever oh, yeah. we were, we're kind of uh, jamming on. Uh, so we're kind of used to this process by now. The first one that we did was a lot of uh, a lot of like, getting to know each other. But now we're like right. acquainted, you know? <laughs> so it's, hey, first off, Nick, let me say congrats to you, man. You mm, know what I mean? Thank you. Congrats. Uh, the, the work that was done, uh, the, 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 I know it was countless hours, just all the input, uh, and your kind of insights and, and your skills, you know, I, as I said, to, totally honored and inspired um, to be doing this work alongside you. And, and, and um, it's kind of, it feels good. It feels good to be like, mm -hmm. there aren't these constraints and that it's coming to fruition. There's a, there is a product for me. So today was very much a, a very needed kind of culmination. I think for us, as well as for those folks who were interview. So for, for folks that are out there, we did our, our first preliminary presentation and uh, the, in, the folks that we invited were folks who were actually interviewed. So we wanted to get first feedback from the actual community that we contacted uh, and we talked to. And then the, the idea is uh, to get this out to the larger community um, and have a, a more preliminary robust uh, report kind of move through the, 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 you know, what, the data that we have. Uh, but that's going to be in time. I mean, probably what, I think it's summer? Nick, what are, we, what are we thinking? I'm thinking at the latest, early July, I would hope. Yeah. I want to have this thing yeah. wrapped up at the same time that I have my master's thesis wrapped up. And y'all might remember me mentioning that a few weeks back. Um, certainly not going to take up too much bandwidth talking about that here, but there are going to be whole sections of the final report that actually double as my thesis and vice versa. Um, so I'll be sure to point that out when it's actually released. But for those that really want to nerd out and go deep and kind of see, you know, from the academic side, what did I learn when I went to the literature and said, what did we do? How did we do it? Um, my timetable for that uh, early July for both of those things. I'd like to have it done, packaged, ready to go out into the world. And then we move on to the next thing. Um, there you go, folks. So that, that's where we're going. Um, I mean, there, there is just to, for transparency for folks. Not everyone that was on the list of potential um, contacts made it into an interview, right? And so oh, yeah. the data presented, thus being preliminary, but we had to cut it off somewhere. You know what I mean? So we went back and forth, back and forth. Like it could have got, like we could, we could still be doing, you know, interviews at this point. Nick could have kept just going. And we just had to cut it off so that something could come out. Because if not, then everybody would be like, hey, whatever happened to those interviews, right? And we didn't want that to happen. You know I mean? Because a year ago, what's going on? Well, we're still interviewing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 a lot of it had to do with you know people's um, schedules. Right now, obviously, this was all done during a time of COVID, so very different to do this than face to face, right? Uh, but I think it facilitated some things, but it also made a couple other things a little bit unpredictable. 
and so regardless through all that again my big congrats to you nick um i think this was an awesome awesome kickoff to this next phase because we're really into the next phase here right we we did this preliminary phase we're planning we're kind of figuring stuff out then we went to interview phase all right let's start getting this day and now we're in the very early stages of data analysis right and so nick <laughs> nick just so folks know <laughs> when we were meeting on the data analysis piece nick was just like ran full force into like analyzing the interview they're like whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. what are you doing you don't even know how to code cut it out <laughs> So it was good. I mean, it was like step three in the process, right? He jumped straight into step three. Like, let's back this up 30,000 feet and then, you know, present. Some, and, and that's what today, a big chunk of the of the presentation that was done today in the preliminary report was to just say, who who did we talk to? What, what, what is that? And we what found some really about? interesting things. Yeah. What they talk about? Who who are the folks? What do they talk about? And where are we going? Right. Basically, that was our, you know, in a nutshell. I, I think I think it went great. I think it went really well. Um, we had a, a, a good. There was a survey that you put out, you know, that uh, we're hoping to get some information from from those folks. But I think even the the chat kind of uh, you know activity, um, the questions at the end were giving us some insights about what people are interested in. I think the most surprising thing for folks. And, and this was surprising night. And we said it ourselves. I said it in the presentation. You right? should have seen the but, exchange of texts that morning when I was actually calculating in real time. And I'm like, dude, you need to look at this. <laughs> like, yeah. When, when we looked at like, what are people talking about? We thought, okay, we're in the desert, right? So obviously everywhere you go, people are talking about water, the importance of water conservation, water harvesting. I mean, all of those different areas with respects to water, like the CAP project, groundwater, groundwater contamination, you know, uh, you know, uh, you name it, all, any and all of that, right? And when we looked at the data, it didn't make the top five. It didn't make the top five, you know? And not I think overall, that was- a not inside Tucson. I think not even outside Tucson, or no, I think it was outside Tucson. I got to go back. Yeah, and maybe, look, maybe it wasn't outside Tucson. Yeah. So that was just really interesting. And I think it took some people aback in our, as it did to us, you know? So that's just, just my first hot take on like kind of, uh, you know, the impressions. But I think we're onto something. I think there was a lot of folks who were intrigued, you know, those recommendations, folks saying this needs to get to out into the community or this needs to get to elected officials. And, and yeah, we agree. And here's the crazy part. And Nick has said it over and over when we're talking in private, right? No major budget, no large staff, right? It's just, it's, it's just Nick and I doing this, right? Once a week, getting together, you know, Nick's going to town, doing this stuff, and we're like jamming on stuff and whatever. And it's just like, you know, no no official organization, right? Like, like there isn't like website, there isn't a, a Facebook page, there isn't a, there, heck, we don't even have an official email for this thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I have an uh, Arizona serve email, which is going to expire in about three months. Right. So, so even like, even that, right. Is kind of uh, crazy. It's surreal to think about that. Um, you know, in the presentation, those of you uh, go back and see that uh, the recording, you know, Nick's going to be putting that out. So that's, that's part of the process. Like we recorded it, which I think is awesome for the folks who couldn't be there because we, we held it at a time, you know, Friday, Three o'clock, it's kind of late. You know, you mentioned that, Nick. Like, hey, thanks for having Friday brain uh, and joining and still joining. Kudos, man. I think we did we did really well uh, in, in this, this initial presentation. Oh, I'd agree. 
I think, uh, of course, you know, we were already looking at some preliminary like survey results, people that had given us feedback. It is interesting to me, like, yeah, you know, starting this project in August and I don't want to say not having a personal investment because I obviously cared a really great deal to, to come here and work with you, especially when, hey, P.S., there was actually no, uh, there was no plan beyond, we have an idea, maybe this will work. Uh, he's laughing. You just can't see him laughing right now. Uh, you know, but eight months later, you know, it's kind of like, whoa, like, this is how I know I'm invested because I'm reading people's feedback and I'm listening to comments in the meeting and like watching the chat. And I'm like, you know, every little thing, like every suggestion, good or bad, I'm hanging on like every word. And it's like, oh, wow, this has kind of turned into my baby. Cause you know, sometimes you're doing the work, right. And I'm over here 40 hours a week, nothing special, but it's my job. And I've got my head in a spreadsheet or I got my head in the data. And, you know, to me, it kind of loses some of its impact over time. Cause it's like, yes, yes, I know. I've read your transcript like 18 times. Like I know what's been said here. And then when you see people's reactions for the first time to the data and they're like, oh, you aren't just a podcast. The podcast is just this very kind of like, you know, it's just one arm of this massive, like multi-tentacled monster that is the actual climate project, this needs assessment, this network analysis. And it's like, whoa, right. Like this is really novel for participants who are now just starting to see this for the first time. And that took me aback today in the best possible way when I'm like, whoa, you know, my ego's jumping in. I'm like, I'm going to defend all the things I've did and the decisions I've made. And it's like, right, you're doing that because you care. And because you put so much time and effort into this, it's almost like I forgot. It's just such a constant thing for me these last eight months. Like this has been my, this has been my COVID life has been talking to all of you and putting all this together. And now, you know, flipping through hundreds of pages of writing. And like I said, spreadsheets and all this stuff, numbers. And it's like, and it all means something. And you see people have a really strong reaction when it means something to them. And you're like, whoa, that's good. That's why I'm here. Got to keep doing the thing. Um, so, you know, keep saying it over and over again, but, uh, you know, thanks for bringing me on board, even though, uh, we didn't, we didn't know what the thing was, but somehow you talked me into doing it anyways. And here I am. <laughs> and, and, and thanks for believing, man. Thanks for coming on board and believing, right? Because a lot of folks would be like, you're crazy, whatever. That will never work. Or you, you don't even have that, you know, flushed out. But I think, you know, there's that graphic. Folks will take a look at the, at the, uh, the report. There's a graphic of a saguaro. And it really like speaks to where we're at, like, you don't know where the saguaro seed is going to land. You don't know which one of those seeds are actually going to sprout. You don't know, you know, if it's going to make it. You don't know, you know, where its first arm is going to grow. You don't know. But you're in awe when it's a giant saguaro with all these massive arms, you know, like you're just in awe. And I think that's where we're at. Like we're in awe of, of our own project, right? Because there was no preliminary determined kind of outcome or, you know, the process was very organic and loose and so to get to this point again like really really awesome really cool and that we're that we're kind of like right in line here like right before earth day also you know mm -hmm. that we're doing this analysis and we're sharing this information and we're you know we're, we're we're rocking the boat a little bit i mean that's something we talked about in private here um that you know this this the findings could rock the boat a little bit shift maybe some priorities for folks 
funding allocation? I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, the, the, and we the weren't thinking that guy. at the beginning no. of this. I came in and I'm like, I'm a Vista member. Like, I mean, granted, let me back up for a moment. Of course, Asterix. Hello, Arizona serve. Hi. Absolutely, <laughs> AmeriCorps members can affect systemic change. I don't want to suggest even for a moment that that's not the case. However, did I come into this thinking, and again, I'm not, you know, it's not a self-fulfilling prophecy, but it's like, did I come into this thinking, whoa, in eight months, I might actually participate in something or help to push something forward that really moves the needle in an entire sector? Yeah. And now I'm kind of over here and I'm just like, huh, like, cool. I'm just going to keep my head down and keep doing the work uh, because it's not about me. It's never about me. It's never about any of us. It's always about what are you doing and how does that matter? But when I look up and look around, as uh, Luis described it to me on a call, I think it was last week or the week before, you know, another kind of like visual analogy, right? If we're not a swallow, we were this teeny tiny little ember at the beginning, right? And then, you know, we had this tiny little flame in our hands, the Tinder bundle, we're blowing on it. We're like, oh, we got to keep this going. And then I don't know, something happened like two or three months ago. It's like, we looked over and it's like, whoa, that's like a bonfire over there. You know, we're throwing wood on and like, there's all this fuel going in and like, we can feel the heat even from over here. And it's like, oh, how big is that fire going to get? How far is it going to spread? We're, we're going to need a bigger fire pit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Here, here's something to go off this uh, for folks out there. You see the, you see the report. There's an Easter egg in there. Ah. Little, little Easter egg in there. We're not, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay. But know that there's an Easter egg in there. Like there's other thinking and thought processes and things kind of marinating here. Now that we're getting deep, this deep into, you know, this actual i mean I, I know we call it a project but it could be so many different things right and at the end of the day there's this little easter egg in there that's like a possibility and it's like just like we started off at the beginning as nick is saying right this little ember or this saguaro seed right like that's what we have we, you're a care, we're caretakers of this and so now it is it is like our baby you know like we brought this forward and i think to show that to folks it's like it's almost like being a proud parent you know we're like nurse trees. Right I'm not yeah. saying I'm a very big nurse tree, probably a pretty small Palo Verde, let's be real. But like, I don't know, how big do you need to be to keep one of those seeds safe until it can germinate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that, that that's where we're at. Like we are, you know, like proud parents here, you know, taking care of nursing this, this, this idea and uh, to see other people react to it in a way that they see value. Um, I think it's really great. It's, it's, um, we, we had this, we've had this conversation, Nick, and, um, you know, sometimes it's like, am I the only crazy one over here thinking this? <laughs> am I wrong? Am I wrong in this? Here's, here's a real interesting part, uh, for folks out there is Nick has been doing a literature review on all of this. And so we did it backwards. So full disclosure, uh, I shared my master's thesis work with Nick and we followed a process that was not identical, but followed a, a, a kind of path, similar path, right? Where you do the work 
you do it with some fidelity. Uh, you pick a path, you walk down that path, and then you go back and research what is the, the path that we walked, right? And so Nick is now in that process. And full disclosure, on his end, he's working on his master's thesis now, right? Where that's exactly the thing. Like we're, we're looking at the methodology. And here's the, 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 the piece of all of this that freaked me out that in, in, in talking about this was where you were talking about snowball analysis and that there was only one reference in the literature on the ah. actual process. So I, so I think folks out there should know this. And I know we're geeking out here, guys. So, so you know, folks, like, please bear with us. We're geeking Walk out on this everyone. whole thing. I'm coming in hot with a quote here in just a moment. Yeah. I'm actually going to give you a sneak peek into the final report. It's coming. Yeah. So, so we're, getting, we're geeking out. So bear with us. You know, those of you that are into it, awesome. But we, we definitely, I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. That the process that we're, we're using everybody says not to use it and then when you look at well why they don't have an answer <laughs> right why they not. they say it's biased which it can totally be right snowball sampling we should back up here for a moment snowball sampling is a form of research where you start with a certain number of contacts whether they're yours that you came up with as the researcher or they were randomly selected and then rather than doing randomized sampling or all these other things you turn to those folks and you say, cool, who else should I talk to? And so naturally, a community is going to have a tendency, and I think the literature supports this, uh, to self-select. It's going to send you in a particular direction. And so if you read like a really, you know, kind of typical and dare I say dry textbook on research, I'm specifically thinking about uh, Diane Blankenship's textbook, sorry, Diane, that I'm reading uh, <laughs> for my class I'm taking at Prescott right now, Sources of Knowledge. Uh, Diane spends all this time talking about all these different methodologies. And when it comes to snowball sampling, there's two very short paragraphs. And she's basically like, well, uh, don't use it because it's biased. And I found that really interesting because we just did an entire study where we talked to 218 people through snowball sampling. So part of what I've been doing is looking at the literature. And if this speaks to how many files I was just flipping through, I think I have finally found the document I was looking for. Anyways, I pulled up essentially this study that was done on other studies that have been done on snowball sampling. And so uh, here's the quote. In the preliminary search, 423 articles were found discussing snowball sampling. Review of this literature showed that a few research studies, a few have accurately explained the snowball sampling methodology. Uh, it should be mentioned that the snowball sampling method is fully explained in only one study, which has fully clarified its different aspects. So they started with 423 articles. They whittled it down to 125, those with full text, like all these things that, again, only academics are worried about. Uh, this is Nadarifar et al., uh, 2017. 120 plus studies using snowball sampling, and only one actually bothered to define what it is and why they used it. So what does that say about how much time the field has spent exploring this as a methodology in its various applications? And other, other publications, other literature I've read backs that up. Um, before I get too far down that rabbit hole, I'm going to give the mic back to the boss. But that's on our minds. It's kind of like, hey, when we're talking about what we did, how we did it, why that matters... 
we got to talk about that. And so don't worry, in the final report, there will be a definition, a very robust definition of what snowball sampling is. Because we got to do that because folks are going to come back and they're going to be like, why did you do this thing? And I want to be able to say, well, this is why. And, and here's work. a piece. We, we actually use snowball sampling because there, there is a, a, an ulterior motive to using snowball sampling. We want to do a network analysis. We want to know who is in the in-group and who's in the out-group. Think about junior high. Think about you know high school, right? Middle school, high school, where it's like, who are the cool kids and who are not, right? And so how long, how long did it take us before we got to you know, uh, elected officials or you know, folks in government, right? Like how long? Like, and, and who was included, who was not included? Because we know there's some extra people out there that weren't mentioned. You know, there's one, one organization to not be named. It was hard to crack that nut, you know, just to get in. Right. We, we have, we have our, 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 uh, our reasoning behind that. Right. So, um, and you'll, you'll see, you'll see the preliminary report where this web, where did the web take us? Right. And so the web is independent of interview. That's the thing. Right. Cause we can do uh, interview, um, you know, analysis, but we can really do, cause it was over, it was like 400, like 460, 479, including the three people that we started with. Yeah. So 479. So we can actually look at analysis. Like how did this spread out? How did we get to the 479? All that data. And I literally haven't even touched it. It's all there. It's all organized. I have my names. They're bolded. Who is my primary contact? Who led me to who? That's all in another spreadsheet that I haven't even looked at the last two months. That's going to be what awesome. is that going to look like when we just and put that on the page and it's like, oh, like that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to, again, we'll be able to code that in different ways. It's going to be cool. No, mm-hmm. getting back to, uh, to, to, to today, as you can see, we geek out on this. This is typically what uh, <laughs> one this of our is the internal is. research and development that you're hearing right yeah. now. Yeah. So we geek out of this stuff uh, and we get a kick out of it and, and then a product comes. That's the best part. Like there's something that comes out of it, right? So this latest product, you know, Nick and I went back and forth um, on the presentation, on you know its look and what it should include, on its language. There, there was a disclaimer in there. I think that was something that um, helps put a little bit of cover on us. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we're not the end all be all of whatever. But as I said in the in in our presentation, like this is the most robust network analysis done. Period in Tucson for this sector. And, you know, we've talked about this. There's some excitement about, well, what about other sectors? What about doing this for other sectors? Like- if we're truly advocating for an intersectional approach, which is, you know, part of IDEA, which was literally the top-ranked topic, along with climate change, tied overall, number one oh. in Tucson, uh, then obviously all things are connected. And I think, and this is just feedback for myself, I think I could have spoken a little bit more to that in the presentation, looking at those 33 topic buckets that we came up with. Yeah, of course they're all connected. You know, we had one person voice to us in their feedback form afterwards. And again, this is anonymous. They were like, hey, how does that break down? Because like climate change, for example, it's connected to all these other things. Well, you're right. You're absolutely right. But was that mentioned interview to interview? That's number one, i.e. when someone brought climate change up, maybe they didn't talk about land. Maybe they didn't talk about water. Maybe they didn't talk about this, that, and the other thing. But when we zoom out and we look at other sectors too, we're kind of like, all right, So the same way that we are actually creating some silos, just based on the fact that we're itemizing out all these topics, it's like, right, the environmental sector is not uh, 
it overlaps with all these other things. You know, healthcare equity is what immediately comes to mind for me. We're talking about pollution. We're talking about South Tucson. We're talking about things in the water, things in the air, natural gas, whatever it is. And you can speak to that a lot better than I can. But that's where my brain goes, where I'm like, whoa, like there is potentially, boom, all these overlap. Transportation, that'd be, well, I'll stop there. I want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> we, we, we go off, and that's, that's what I'm saying. I think that this is the thing where you start looking at the nebulousness of this, right? Like it, it, it goes everywhere. And I think that's good. And I think, you know, for us, it was, this was a, how can I say, it's a proof of concept. You know, proof of concept, I think, is is kind of how it goes. Like, you know, this is definitely, it's definitely at a very different place than where we started. And I think there's intrigue, and I think I'm intrigued. I think we were both intrigued. I'll speak for myself, but I, I also <laughs> you can speak put that out there. For you, right? <laughs> put that out there for you. you. You take it if you want. Uh, uh, but actually, you know, I'm really not that excited about this. It's, I'm it's really okay. not that excited. <laughs> eh, that was all right. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was lukewarm. It was, it was, how was it? It was, it was okay. I guess it was fine. So, uh, so yeah, just, I mean, I think we're, we're at this point where like it, 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 it's going to continue to evolve, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think we're along for the ride. I think that's the important part. We're along for the ride here. So, you know, we'll, we'll see where it ends up. I think it's going to be in a very good place. Uh, just the feedback that we received today that we'll continue to receive. That's something I was talking to you about. Like we got to get ready. We're going to, we have to get ready for both sides of this thing. There will be naysayers. There will be saying like, yeah, this is biased. This is that. And again, when I first talked to you about this, right. Transform transformative mixed methods research, right. We do have an agenda. We want to move the sector. We want the needle to move. That is a bias. Um, and people will react to that, you know, be like, well, that's not authentic research. That's this. I like the piece that you kind of put out. Like, this isn't based on the large institutional R1 model. This is more community based. And I think that's awesome that there would be, for me, that it brings back like thoughts of like the dual power structure. You know, mm -hmm. that who says that it only, that research only has to live in one place? And who says that that research has to be an accountability measure? Because research in many ways is an accountability measure. Like, are we being successful or not, right? Versus what the hell are we doing and where are we going? You know, it's, I think we're asking a little bit of a different question versus, you know, trying to chastise folks for not doing something or for doing too much of something. It's mm -hmm. just like, that's not the point, you know? And I think data being used as a punitive kind of tool, uh, I mean, I think there's so many limit. There's a lot of limitations there, right? Right. And so I just, I'm just glad that we were able to present something that doesn't have that connotation. Like this is to put somebody on the in the hot seat. This is more like no, it's a reflection. It's just who are you? What are you doing? Where do you want to go? Right. And if we can all point in the same direction, we may just have a shot to move the needle. Maybe, just maybe. Right. And it's particularly interesting to think even about that, like, well, this goes back to the idea piece, right? Like on one hand, it is just a snapshot in time. And on the other hand, like, yeah, some people might not like what they see. Some people might love what they see. Uh, I think we had a little bit of both today where some folks were looking at that and they were like, whoa, like my words, not theirs, a little bit of disequilibrium, right? 
And then I also think we had folks who were like, oh, like, oh, I do that thing. And the choir is saying that like a lot of people talked about that, like pleasantly surprised, kind of being like, oh, I'm a little higher up that list than I thought, you know? This could potentially put some sales, some, some wind in some sales, but it could also kind of like take the wind out of some sales, mm-hmm. you know? But I think that's just a piece of the process. That's what I tell myself. I'm kind of like, hey, if we get a reaction that can only be a good thing in the sense that that means that it is at least important enough that people care. Right. Cause if we came out of this and it was like crickets and it was just kind of like, meh, you know, I think I would feel much differently right now because then I would be thinking, Oh, does this have value? Does this have use? And yet, you know, I, I am really thankful to say, I don't think that's the case because even when we've kind of like given people sneak peeks or like piloted, you know, this presentation with some folks over the last few weeks, you know, they've looked at it and typically like, it's been one or two responses. It's either been like deeply, deeply reflective where they're kind of looking at it and they're like, whoa, like I'm going to really need to wrap my head around this or very enthusiastic. And I'll take both. I, you know, even if it was negative, I take that too, because in my mind, it's like, if that elicits this really strong reaction in you, that means, okay, we did something right. Cause we didn't do the thing and you were just kind of like, Oh, you know, whatever, like, Oh crap. What have I been doing the last eight months? Right. Like pouring all this time and effort into this. And it's like, well, I guess this wasn't the high leverage thing that I thought it was. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Like again, I think, I think we're just we're onto something, you know. And there's still more. And I think when we put that out, you know, the idea is to 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 wrap this up and to and to get some good information out and get the information out to the folks who need it, the folks who can utilize it, the folks who can hopefully um, help to push things forward that make sense. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, you know, thinking about incubating this and really letting it marinate and kind of letting it evolve into what it could potentially be. I think those, this uh, just speaks to the fact that, yeah, you know, it can be something. It can be something. And I think we're, we're on the precipice of that something, you know. So Speaking of something. Thanks for believing, man, again. Thanks for the belief, oh. believing. Put yeah. it in work. Thanks for giving me something to believe in. I, uh, I, you know, it's not often, again, you go into a job interview and it's like, well, uh, we don't really know what it is, but we like you and we like your skill set. So how could you contribute to that? And I'm kind of like, whoa, normally it's the other way around. People are just kind of like, hey, we have this job and we're just looking for a warm body. And instead it was like, hey, well, we, <laughs> and I felt that way before. I mean, even in teaching and some of these other things I've done, there are days where it's literally like, yeah, I'm here right now because I'm occupying physical space and that's what you need. And there's no way to do that with this project because it literally is like, it's just constant reflection, constant input. Like you've always got to have your brain on. Never had another job like that, right? So speaking of having your brain on, I wanted to ask you about this now that we... uh, You know, we're kind of like in the post, we're in the reflection phase now of the session we had earlier. You know, we talked to this a little bit in the presentation. We talked about, you know, possibly coding for a SWOT analysis, right? Looking at the whole sector. I was, it's kind of a two-part question. Doug Lemov wouldn't like this. He's an educational theorist. He says you should only ask one question at a time. Sorry, Doug. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah. Uh, one, kind of what was your, you know, bring kind of enlightened folks and, and kind of bring them into your thinking on like why a sector-wide SWOT analysis might be a way to go with the coding. And then also maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, where are you landing on all that based just on the very, very preliminary kind of feedback we got from today? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, and good question, uh, by the way. So, so I think when it comes to SWOT assessments, for those who don't know, let's back up a little bit, right? Uh, SWOT right. analysis or SWOT assessment uh, is a strategic planning uh, tool or, or protocol that's used. Um, and it's part of larger strategic planning initiatives, usually used in the either for-profit or nonprofit space, right? Um, you see it sometimes in the governmental space, but you know it's very like very heavily pushed in in for-profit space for sure, right? And so looking at our data, that a lot of what you know a lot of the the organizations that step forward or who were recommended were 501c3s, and that there was a good uh, amount of folks in academia. Uh, which kind of fall in that, like, I think. yeah, you know, that academia, like it, it, it looked like we should use a language that, that the folks who participated could, could hear. Cause sometimes this process can get very geeky and very academic and very heady and in the clouds. And if we miss the boat, then we did all this analysis for nothing and people won't be able to understand or utilize it. And so the thought process here is what if we do coding of all of the interviews for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, right? That's what SWAT stands for, for those who don't know. Um, and so that means that we look and we go through each interview piece by piece and look for anywhere where people, and then we move into uh, weaknesses. Do the same opportunities do the same threats do the same and then produce a report in the end that would say all right these strengths here you should double down these uh weaknesses you need to be aware of and be careful and, and work on this these opportunities you need to capitalize and in the end those threats you have to be ready for them be ready because they're coming. The tidal wave is coming. It always is coming, right? So I think it's something that um, the, the sector could really sink its teeth into is how I see it. Um, the other piece is because climate and climate change specifically was something that was mentioned in so many of the interviews, I think it would be extremely valuable for us to dig deep and analyze that particularly. Because so many people had questions about that in this preliminary uh, release of our report. You know, they're like, well, what does that mean? Well, well that could be a very broad topic. Well, this is that's it. Well, You're I think right. That's and like I said earlier, I should have spoke to that a little bit better. But that's absolutely the thought where climate change, I'll just jump in for one second. Yeah. Climate disruption, climate equity, climate justice. Uh, I did include extreme heat as another topic, but that's because for the folks that talked about it, they didn't talk about climate change. They used that phrase very specifically and they talked about heat mitigation strategies. That's actually something I can just share with you right now. And in my wow. mind, that was distinct. When we're talking about cooling centers, that's a hyper-specific, hyper-local thing. But some people did just speak about climate change in these very sort of abstract terms where they're just like, 
oh, well, I'm just really concerned about the fact that it's getting warmer or I'm laser focused on this one issue of like, what would an example be? Uh, you know, like local climate change legislation. They're looking at the climate action plan and they spent a whole interview talking about that. And so to yep. Luis's point, it's like, how do we take each one of those buckets, maybe even the top five or six um, and basically say, okay, what did people talk about? These aren't mutually exclusive categories, land use and climate change. Like they're not, they go together. They absolutely yep. overlap. It's just a question of, well, who said what, when, where, and how in their transcript and yep. coding that process of going line by line for you visual thinkers out there. And my understanding is highlighting, right? you got all your color codes, you kind of sort things into buckets. That's what going into the transcript is going to accomplish. Yep. And here's the thing, the power of bringing SWOT and then deep analysis with respect to categorization, right? The, the, these primary, like what we've been calling pre-coding categories, right? Um, or these buckets. Um, I think the power of that is to then move the sector away from what is safe and move them towards what's impactful. And I think Tucson has a tendency to, in some instances, stay safe. It's safe to do a declaration. It's safe to plant trees. It's safe to save water. It's safe to conserve energy, right? Those are all like very safe things to do. Um, it, I mean, if we're talking about in the spectrum of like, climate work, climate justice, right? That's like in the middle of the spectrum, right? It's like, that's not radical at all, you know? And it's not conservative on the other end of the spectrum where, you know, we're not, we're not talking like climate, like a, a, a carbon tax, you know? If we're looking at California, for example, people freak out if we talk about, if anybody here would talk about carbon, but it's, not, it's no surprise because in the state legislature, they never go for that. You know what I mean? Uh, here in Arizona because of the politics. So nobody's talking about that, but in other communities, they are seriously contemplating that because, you know, California has been a pilot, you know, for carbon tax, which a lot of environmental projects that have happened in California have been funded by the carbon tax. They're actually funded by polluters, right? So doing this type of analysis moves us away from what's safe to what could potentially be impactful, low hanging fruit. And I think that's another piece of the reflection back to the sector that could be very valuable. But as we said before, it could put some wind behind somebody's sails or it could take the wind out of somebody's sails, right? And I think we have a responsibility to tell at least more of the truth, right? It's not the truth in its entirety, obviously, but this sliver of the truth and say, this is what you're saying, you know? Is there enough political will? And, and in this case, I'm talking political will with respects to, you know, uh, not the political system per se, but within individual organizational leadership and strategic plans and things of that nature. Are people willing to align their efforts or is it going to be more of, of what, what Tucson has seen? Now, you know, doing the work here, I, I think I've, I've, I feel confident enough to say two areas is the turf war and the silos, that's killing the, the, the potential of moving the needle, right? And if people continue to, uh, to operate within those spaces because they're protecting their donor list or they have found their niche and they're not going to shift or change, you know. I, I mean, protect they, Eastern fox squirrels and no one else is gonna move in on my squirrels.
we don't have Eastern Fox squirrels here, but back in Cleveland, I'm sure there's some special interest group that's all about them. They're super yeah. cute. Google them. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's not about saying that those folks shouldn't do that work, but as a sector should, what percentage of our work should go towards that? And again, the data is going to speak for itself. The choir will speak and we will present that data and people will do with it as they wish. And again, elected officials or those who are in decision-making um, levels of decision-making, they're going to have to decide, you know, or those who are coming up, younger generations are going to have to push for change. It's, it's one of the, I mean, that's what always happens. You know what I mean? What we have the opportunity to do is just feed the discussion, in my opinion, and the decision-making, like let's feed it. Let's give it, you know, if, if, if we're talking about an ember, going back to the ember, we're going to put another log on the fire. Hell, we may put another five, you know, and we'll see how much warm, but you can't burn down the forest, right? You got to just, hey, we're just going to add it slowly to keep ourselves warm and to continue having this conversation. And I think mm -hmm. that's the benefit of doing this deep analysis by these particular, you know, pre-coding categories, these buckets and a SWOT analysis, because you're saying this is what you can do. This is what you should watch out for. And this is what you care about. And this is exactly how you're saying that you care about it. And it's your words. And if you want to know more, if you want to hear more, you know, because there's, there's still over 200 interviews that could be, you know, could be done, then we need, a, we need somebody with some deep pockets to step up. I'm just going to say it. Let's come right somebody out and say it. Everyone's all, step you know. up. You hear it a lot. Folks are like, we want more or we want this or we want that. And it's like, hey, I'm right there with you. I think this is enormously valuable. And uh, it's been it's been a hell of a lot of work to get all this done the last eight months. Um, I'm going to do as much as I can with the time that I have. And then after July, everyone asks me, they're like, what are you going to do? And it's like, well, yeah, I'm busting my butt and making sure that I'm putting in the work so that whatever opportunity comes next for me, we got that lined up. Of course, I plan on working with Luis in some capacity, right? But I think that's also a question of like what he just said, where it's like, cool, well, who sees the value and is willing to put something into this? You know? So I think, I, I feel comfortable saying this at this point. Yes, there's still a lot more to do and we have a lot more promises to deliver on before we can really look at the community and be like, we gave you what we said we were going to. Um, and we actually have a thing we can point to now, even if it's literally one presentation can point to that and be like, Hey, we, we talked to all those people and, and we're starting to do the thing. And y'all can't even see, I wish I could share with you right now. I've written probably 30 or 40 pages of the actual report. Uh, it's coming together. Like we, we got, we got stuff uh, and hopefully good stuff too. I mean, of course, you know, Luis will look at that and he'll tell me if I'm, uh, if I'm just raving at that point, I'm not even, uh, not even on a topic anymore, but I'm feeling good about it. <laughs> We're going to have hopefully something really, really robust and meaningful to share in a few months time that folks can actually sink their teeth into and really be like, whoa, like we, and I don't want to say got your money's worth because well, there was no money. Um, but we got our time and efforts worth with this one. And I really want to give that back. You know, I have, I have that ability just because I talked to everyone. And so it's coming. I promise. Don't worry. Like I said, in the presentation, no news is good news. Uh, every day we're getting a little bit closer and that fire is getting a little bit bigger. I don't know what it looks like yet, but 
it's uh, it is, it is in the works. And folks on that note, we'll leave you in suspense. Come back. <laughs> Work is happening. Trust the process. And again, those of you who want to see more of this, step up in some capacity, right? There's already some things that are lined up. We're going to be giving a couple of talks and uh, giving some presentations um, throughout here in Tucson and some outside of Tucson. We've already been invited. So be on the lookout. But on that note, Nick, again, thank you so much, man, for all the hard work uh, and uh, for putting all this stuff together and, and just believing in the in, in a little bit of craziness. I think, yeah. uh, I think it, it turned out to be well worth it. So thank you hey, so much. Sometimes you got to stop and uh, likewise, right back at you, all the gratitude. Sometimes you have to stop and almost remind yourself, like, not even to be self-congratulatory, but like, Hey, you can take a moment and like appreciate where you are and you can be like, yeah, we just did the thing. We got a lot more to do, but it's been very rare throughout this process that I've gotten to stop and actually say, cool. Like I can kind of savor this for a moment. Like we actually did something. We gave we people a product, no matter how small, no matter how nascent. And eight months ago, if you had been like, Hey, this is what you're going to be doing uh, on April 16th. I'd have been like, Cool. I don't know how we're going to get there, but sure. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. And here we we're are here. There's more to come. We got this. So again, thank you everybody. Always uh, Nick, thank you for having me back. I know it took a while folks yeah. I've been on for a while, but uh, you know, I love coming back, you know, jamming out with, uh, with, with Nick here and, uh, and sharing, sharing kind of where we're at, where we're excited and, you know, geeking out on some of this stuff. Yep. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. All right, folks, you know where to find both of us if you need us. Otherwise, uh, yeah, got some new episodes in the works. Got hopefully some special stuff coming down the pipeline. Uh, you will hear about it as it happens. Until then, we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.